Okay, we're recording. Welcome to the recitation. Uh, we've been doing the Fab Academy, which teaches digital fabrication, but we hadn't really appreciated that what we had also created was a network for distributed education. And so it spawned a number of other ideas for classes. One of them was uh, the bio academy or how to grow almost anything, um, which we'll hear about. And then there are a number of other ideas, but I would challenge them with um, what's the body of knowledge, who's going to teach it, uh, what's global best practices, how do you evaluate it, who's a cohort that wants to learn this. And it was a high threshold that most uh, classes couldn't meet. And then one that I wasn't expecting at all emerged of textile technology, or as um, they and I very much like to call it, uh, Fabricademy. Um, and so these have um, come to be called, the name was a joke originally, the Academy of Almost Anything or Academeni. But as we progress, I expect this idea of Academeni will grow. And in many ways, one of the most significant implications of the Fab Lab Network isn't fabrication, but this distributed uh, knowledge network. Um, so this is one of the exciting classes, um, finishing one cycle, and then we'll be starting another cycle, and is an interesting possible uh, next step after finishing the Fab Academy. Um, so I'm delighted to introduce uh, Fiari, Cecilia, and Anastasia to talk about Fab Academy. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hi. <laughs> So we will start sharing our screen. We would like to introduce, introduce uh, first ourselves and um, tell that uh, we have been thinking many years and trying to design this kind of course. And finally, this year it got on air. And uh, it was a very amazing experience for us this year. So it is the Fabric Academy, the new textile and technology academy. A journey in the intersection between textiles, soft fabrication and biology. Uh, we um, went, uh, we are all three uh, of us part of the FabLab network. We met each other uh, due to the FabLab network. I am based in Barcelona. I run the Fab Textiles and Material Lab at uh, the FabLab inside the Act since uh, 2013. I will continue. Yeah. I'm uh, Cecilia Rastanti. I co-founded the Textile Lab Amsterdam at the uh, FabLab Amsterdam and uh, Vax Society. And I'm Fiore Basile. I'm working in different uh, programs, roles in the Academy. And I also do consulting around the world about the fabulous setup, etc. Mm -hmm. So, as Anastasia was saying about uh, there's been a long development, and we were actually really trying to figure out um, what we wanted to do, and mostly also why, which is uh, for us a very important side, because of course we're in love with this field and the research uh, behind textiles and wearables and digital fabrication. But on the other side, we also saw a very big opportunity in this field. As uh, I think all of us know, uh, textile and clothing industry is one of the most polluting ones uh, on earth. It's uh, one that has been trying to change and implement technologies and innovation, but it's also been struggling to find ways to do this. Um, and this is why we created Fabricademy. 
So what is Fabricademy? Fabricademy is a transdisciplinary course that focuses on the development of new technologies that we develop in fab labs and applied in the textile and fashion industry. Um, and this develops a broad range of applications uh, for fashion, textiles, also wearables and new materials. Um, the scope of Fabricademy is really the one to train a new generation of professionals for this industry and creating also positions that don't fully exist yet. So creating a new mindset for an industry that has been very closed, um, that has been struggling, as was saying, to innovate and change. So we are also trying to um, teach them a new mindset, an explorative mindset that comes definitely from FabLabs and the way we work within FabLabs, but then applying it to a very specific field, the field of fashion, textile and clothing, but cross-sector creating an intersection also with digital fabrication, synthetic biology, and of course, a very large network of uh, people coming and interacting with fab labs and global experts. Um, we also really want to fill this gap that uh, we see between the education in fashion and textiles and uh, the actual industry and trying to create um, new opportunities for the people uh, that are actually studying this and that are in love in this field and we'll have much more interesting uh, opportunities due to the cross-sectorial and uh, creative research that we like to combine in this. So how is this course structured? Um, it's divided in two sections. We have uh, 13 weeks of intensive learning and here you see a brief overview of all of the classes of which Anastasia will go very much in depth and will show you the beauty of each one of them and a two-and-a-half project developments where the students research. Uh, they use the lab and the infrastructure in their local lab. Uh, together with their local mentor, they continue exploring. And then they also have uh, remote mentorship from some of the global instructors or the faculty uh, in order to develop a final project uh, that will be showcased through a final exhibition. In Frankfurt. <laughs> definitely. And here you have an overview, quick overview of uh, the faculty. So basically each, uh, each of the courses has a different uh, instructor. They are different experts in the field. The first one, it's a, a general um, course about the state of art. We uh, put uh, basically uh, what is happening nowadays in the textile industry, uh, how is digital fabrication uh, practices applied to that. And then we have an overview of the course and then the, the students, they start, um, we teach them how to document their site, the, to create their site. And we give them some guidelines and how to con uh, publish their content. And then we have the first class, which is the digital bodies. It's about 3D scanning uh, and uh, fabricating, also uh, introducing the students to the lab uh, safety and rules, the different digital fabrication techniques, and they can actually choose from different uh, machinery how to uh, replicate uh, a human body. It's like a case study. So it's uh, scanning and then digital fabricating. And then we have the circular open source fashion where actually the teacher is Zoe Romano. Um, it's talking a lot about disrupting the fashion uh, industry in the uh, circular economy. Uh, we work on uh, 2D design 
and laser cutting, and we assemble uh, seamless uh, patterns, we create patterns, we work on, with open source uh, programs, and we learn a lot about the different materials and fabrics. Uh, here are some examples. So this is like a thing about clothing as a puzzle. Um, but also in this, um, in this course, we also tell the students to upload uh, their uh, files on a platform that we made, which is called Open Source Circular Fashion. And then actually we want the, them to track and see how many uh, downloads they had throughout the course to see and understand how they can create an ecosystem uh, from an open source, with open source values. And then the class is biofabricating dyes and materials because we believe that including uh, the material flow and how the material is uh, computed and performed it um, and we put it inside the circle of fabrication uh, so we have uh, different uh, learning uh, natural textile dyeing um, bioplastics uh, diy recipes uh, alternative uh, vegetable leathers and bacteria dyeing this class includes also some uh, inventory of the biolab and it is um, computing and creating material performance. Um, yes. Yes. Um, these are some of the examples. The last, yeah. uh, then uh, we have the introduction of uh, textile and wearables. We learn a lot about what kind of materials. Sorry, um, Zoom just gave an annoying message. Screen share stopped and it said because annotation is disabled, Participants must upgrade to the latest version of Zoom. Um, <laughs> share again. Uh, share, share again. again. Uh, the no. host disabled attendees screen sharing. Um, let me see if I can. I uh, this hasn't come up before. Um, meeting. Uh, let me try to quickly. Oh. Uh, here, I'm going to pause the recording. Zoom recording, so here, I want to make sure, okay, so this says we're still recording, okay, um, so we were up to here, go ahead. Uh, uh, two more slides down, uh, no more, yes, here. So in the first um, electronic uh, textile and wearables, uh, we learn about the different uh, conductive and resistive fabrics and yarns. We learn how to create our own uh, soft sensors and we learn uh, techniques of uh, connecting soft sensors and uh, soft circuits with hard uh, electronics and hard soft connectors. Um, we learn the different components and uh, some introductory um, AT tiny programming. You can continue to the example. And um, here are some uh, examples of the students' work and also from the um, teachers that they teach the, the course. So you can uh, see the, the introductory is a lot, it combines a lot the electronic with hand uh, craftsmanship. 
we can continue in the next slide where we do the computational fashion and couture. It's about uh, 3D modeling, it's about uh, parametric design and combined with uh, 3D printing. So the students learn um, how to 3D model and how to create the systems in their 3D modeling rather than final products, which is parametric, parametrically designed. And then uh, combining different uh, 3D printing techniques, you can go for, further to the next slide. Um, such as uh, printing uh, on the fabrics, printing uh, as fabrics or printing for uh, accessories and fabrics. You can continue uh, to uh, cl class number seven. It's an experimental class where we actually go a little bit outside the textiles are only for fashion because actually textiles have um, many uh, applications, technical textiles that you can uh, find in construction or you can find in a big scale architecture. And we do uh, different techniques where the students, they can choose uh, two of the different uh, techniques that we showcase to them, uh, composites, crystallization, uh, solidification, fabric formwork, uh, which is with concrete casting and technical textiles. You can go to the examples. Uh, so we use different uh, solutions for making the crystallization and use the fabric or the threads, the fibers as a formwork or combining composites and biocomposites with fabrics. You can continue. Then we uh, deep dive into uh, open source hardware with Marcanet and Varvara that they have, uh, they are the creators of the circular uh, NITIC, which is an open source machine. And we see the different kind of textile uh, processes from weaving to sewing, knitting, and what kind of machinery is existing. And the students, they are either called to design their own machine or uh, create a, a tool to hack an existing machine or, or replicate an open source machine. You can go uh, to the videos. Um, there are, these are examples of this year um, class. Um, in Shanghai, Saverio uh, hacked uh, a toy uh, of a circular knitting machine and he actually made the controller uh, a board and uh, a motor so that uh, he would automate it. And in Barcelona, we designed a tool head, a, a tool for uh, the KUKA so that we would actually drive the very traditional technique, which is batik, which is painting with wax on fabrics. And uh, we adapted on the robotic head and so we can continue to the um, uh, e-textiles and wearable tool, where actually students learn how to integrate uh, the circuits and embed it into a final product, uh, more like uh, elaborated, but they also uh, learn a lot more about uh, actuators, programming and interfaces. You can continue uh, so these are more uh, using uh, textiles for making the circuits, uh, ready-made boards uh, and integration design on uh, combining electronics and fabrics. You can continue uh, to the applications and implications. This uh, class is actually 
where the students are called to think a little bit and propose their final project uh, through the perspective of creating um, more business oriented and ultra personalized product service system and also a customer journey. So Oscar Tomiko is um, Oscar Tomiko is uh, giving a theoretical uh, and contextualizing what and how are we going and how are we using or what are the emerging markets in the textile fashion and wearable industry. You can uh, go forward to the example where the students, they actually create a case study and then they uh, create the customer journey or the personalized service system for their final project. And then we continue to the soft robotics next, uh, where we uh, learn a lot about uh, molding and casting, silicon, uh, inflatables, actuators, and sensors. You can continue to the examples where uh, we have um, students uh, making, uh, combining fabrics with silicon, making different uh, open source. Open source um, uh, soft robotic uh, toolkit, and uh, then finally also combining with the vinyl uh, fabric, uh, different kind of materials for uh, integrating uh, inflatables and soft robotics in uh, within the textiles. And you can continue to the last class, which is uh, skin electronics. Uh, it is not skin electronics as uh, you would think because it's a little bit different. We are doing more, uh, uh, but there is a, the part of e-makeup where you have interactive makeup or like thinking as the body as an interface, as second skin. And uh, there are, there are uh, materials that we learn how to use them and that they are not harmful for the body. And you can go to the next slide. How, and for example, this is a, a it's a funny a skin electronics project from Saverio from Sankai, where he actually made this mask uh, with a blinking LED. And um, the the students they they have to choose uh, between uh, um, easy exercise, a medium exercise, or a high a higher exercise. So there are three kind of ranges in what. Uh, the student can can choose a medium level, intermediate level. Uh, and then um, the students, uh, you can continue to the next slide. And then the students, they start uh, with their uh, final project for two months and a half. So this is the program overview. And I will just go through the next steps. So basically we are, uh, uh, can you get, no, no, just get the, Previous slide, okay. Uh, just we just concluded, let's say, the first cycle. Uh, actually, it will really be concluded when we will uh, announce the graduates during the Fab 14 this year. We have uh, more than 35 candidates for graduation, uh, and uh, during the the Fab 14, we will run. Uh, we will have the graduation ceremony. Uh, and also they will showcase their final project. Some of them, at least, they will bring out their final project. Then we start again in September, the 25th of September, and uh, students will follow the class till uh, uh, the end of December. Basically, we will have the 
uh, final project proposals. And the students, as uh, we, we said, for two years and a half, the two months and a half, they will have the possibility to, to use their labs to develop uh, the, their final projects. And in March, we uh, have the final project presentation, uh, which uh, basically will lead to the evaluation uh, like we are doing this year. Uh, uh, we still, uh, we, we already had a lot of applications for nodes for this year. So maybe you can show the next slide. And we have nodes basically all over the world. Uh, we, we still working uh, on uh, nodes application. So you will be able, if you want to host this in one of your lab, but not only in a fab lab, uh, also in a creative space that has access to a Fablab, uh, you can still apply as a node uh, to us Fabric Academy. Uh, we have an integration of the Fab inventory, which adds to the Fablab inventory, the Biolab inventory, and the Textile Lab inventory. You can go to the next slide. Yeah. Uh, so the idea is really that we want to bring the Fabric Academy not only in Fablabs, but also in uh, spaces where creative people, people working in fashion and in textile industry uh, live. But also, of course, we are integrating the tools and the materials the uh, from, the, from the standard fab lab. Uh, what you need uh, apart from that, it's a kitchen uh, with a refrigerator, a pressure cooker, uh, something very standard, some new materials, part of which we uh, can help you uh, buy because we already have... Uh, contacts with many suppliers, for instance, for conductive thread and other things. Uh, and of course, some of the basic machines for the textile, like sewing machines, but also, for instance, here in Barcelona, they use the robot, they use the vacuum forming machines. So of course, there is a flexibility of the inventory, but there are some students uh, that did the great uh, Fabricademy this year without having a full lab at their uh, disposal, but just having access to a fab lab for doing laser cutting or 3D printing and using their, their kitchen or their studio mm -hmm. to do most of the other assignments. Mm -hmm. And uh, the last one, uh, I would skip uh, two or three slides up to the bootcamp. We are, we are doing the bootcamp next week in Milan, uh, which is our annual bootcamp. We did one last year here in Barcelona. And during the bootcamp, basically, people will have the opportunity either to have a, a grasp of the uh, Fabricademy or to uh, be prepared uh, in order to join as a node for next cycle. I think the next slide. You can go next, many, next, many, next, many. 42. Yeah, next, yes. next. Yeah, we have many, uh, many details that we can provide you if you want next. to apply yeah. as a node. And one of the workshops that we will run during the FAB 14 will be uh, targeted at explaining all the requirements uh, for being a node and helping you starting for the next year. Um, and I think that's it. We, of course, the registration for students are open on our website. So if you want to apply, you can just go there and uh, fill in the form. Mm -hmm. And I think, thank you for the opportunity yeah. to present the fabric yes, and you can stop uh, sharing so uh, 
after one year uh, of having run the program, we are uh, very um, we are very happy that it uh, became true. Actually, uh, <laughs> it was uh, amazing to see what all the people uh, did in their every weekly assignments and uh, the level that this program can reach. Of course, we we are learning and we want to have many upgrades and uh, fine tune everything. And we will be uh, also handing out a lot of uh, content of the classes during Fab 14 through workshops that we are applying. So then the people can actually learn uh, techniques that they may have not used in the in the Fab Lab before. So Anastasia, let me ask you about that last point. Um, do an evaluation of the program. What what works well? What doesn't work well? What do you want to change? What have you learned? What's surprising? Yeah, it's amazing the fact that uh, you may give somebody uh, very. So actually, the program was designed by us, uh, but we didn't test it before. We were like. Uh, making it on the go on the fly and it's amazing to see that uh, sometimes you feel that you're not like 100% uh, ready and then the student reaches like 10 times the level that you were expecting which is very interesting also because for the format of education is different we are not learning everything uh, from the perfect master we are learning a lot of things through distributed education and and through the internet so it's amazing to see that the level is like going a lot faster up than it uh, was. But uh, also, um, we like the fact that uh, students can choose between different techniques in each module. Uh, the fact that there are five different techniques or five different exercises so they can actually put themselves into their right place. And maybe we will have uh, some updates in the content. I mean, I would like to add the class for augmented reality and artificial intelligence for um, like um, in the beginning, I would say, or I, I mean, the skill electronics also uh, needs to be fine tuned. I think, I think, uh, I mean, anyway, at school, we always had to have a program that keeps developing and having many experts that are actually practitioners in the field that continue researching will keep creating a better course every year. And this is really the small things that we see that we wanna change is mostly that it, it keeps changing, keeps developing with the amount of knowledge um, the students produce also because they have discovered amazing things that I think also impact uh, very much the way we teach and what we teach and all of this will keep developing. The yes. Yeah, and I think, yeah. Another another thing that is also coming by the requests from the students and people that would like to join but they couldn't. It's about timing. So we are thinking at uh, about running the class not every week at the same time, but also to cover other time zones. So to to do it, uh, uh, some classes will be later in the day for Boston, some class will be later in the night for Boston, but we want to give everybody the opportunity to be, uh, to join. And for uh, some parts of the world, the timing actually of the FAP Academy is not very convenient. So we will try to experiment with different hours. Uh, but for the rest, I think the uh, feedback from the students, we did run already a couple of surveys mm -hmm. 
uh, with the students. We just started the last one yesterday. Uh, we had a very good feedback about the quality of the classes and the quality of the content. Of the instructors? Yeah. And we, uh, I'm not really sure, maybe we can, we can discuss this uh, about the, the final project development, if our uh, approach of doing uh, two months of, fab lab, uh, of uh, project development in the Fab Lab after uh, the lectures is working better. But we got good results also in the final project. Yeah. So I think we, we are kind of a playground also where we can experiment things that uh, maybe can benefit the whole yeah, academy. Yeah. Also, the, um, so we, we see Fab Lab Bahrain currently. Uh, also, uh, the, um, the, the issue this year uh, was that we had 43 students, which is a very good amount of students for the first year. Um, but they were only like five uh, uh, men. The, there was only five men. And the course is not only for women because it has a lot of technical uh, classes and a lot of, um, a lot content. of content that uh, is not about fashion. Textiles is not only about fashion. I, I mean, we, we also have some nice projects to showcase. For example, the one of Nuria Robles that she made this textile tent uh, with uh, with the 3D printed uh, connectors, uh, with connecting to an interface for controlling a projection mapping on the dome of the tent. So there are... Uh, the outcomes are not just fashion. Yes. Yeah, the technical level, I think, uh, having worked both in the Fabricademy and in the Fab Academy, I think the, the technical level is similar to the one of the Fab Academy. So we will find it pretty enjoyable uh, to work with this new stuff. And last thing, if you want to look what we did, what the students did, we have a wiki, which is wiki.textile-academy.org, where you have all the students' assignment, all the glasses, all the videos, and we have a Vimeo channel, we have an Instagram channel, we have a lot of outlets, so you can really see yeah. what we are doing in the Fabricale. And now we are actually selecting from the best documentation of the students, the tutorials that they will go on our wiki, which is called the Fabricipedia. So then students of the next generation can actually consult the Fabricipedia of how to make the, the assignments. I think that... Um, yeah. uh, your map is very strongly Europe has a strong European bump. It's underrepresented in North America or Africa. Um, how do you expand the geographical footprint? So actually we had so many uh, calls from India and I think that India is our case study because we really need to reach out India uh, because of the textile industry. <laughs> Um, uh, but actually they are all labs that they are like now opening new labs and uh, we are trying with three labs in India. We are talking with them actually, uh, trying to convince them to join forces and do one textile academy together rather than splitting. Uh, we are working on that. And the time zone also affects. Yeah. India is not the problem. No, yeah. but other laboratories had issues with the time zone. So we're New Zealand has a problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, we are also basically my my main my, our a main uh, goal 
as in terms of uh, intentions and forces that we need to put for me at least uh, yeah is to enter uh, the textile academy course inside the university uh, part of the curriculum of the university yeah. this we we manage this in camp limford with adriana and uh, we had uh, it was an elective sem seminar, multidisciplinary, from different uh, students uh, joining that. So we had the 15 uh, students there. And now we are talking with the Cincinnati, Cincinnati uh, to Im implement it in the school. This is actually where I think that we should put more uh, force in it. It also has a different um, uh, value, the program for schools. We have a, a map of uh, how according to how many students you have you have a different fees so we think that the implementing the program as part of the curriculum of the university will not only uh, have um, a certify and uh, makes we make sure that we have standard students coming every year but we also implement new kind of education the distributed education inside an uh, institution which is yeah so this Interesting follow-up point there. The idea of academy, some was just a light wrapper. Some of it is so we don't keep creating new infrastructure, so we share the infrastructure. But one of the interesting things that point touches on is the Fab Academy has been spreading nicely in these overlays where universities offer it. And it's based on nobody knows how to accredit this, so we invented our own accreditation that we carefully evaluate. Um, I think one of the things emerging in your comment that I like is accreditation of accreditation, meaning if, if we have an academy workflow for how to evaluate this, um, like Academy can draw on the success of Fab Academy to do university overlays for the integrity of its evaluation. And each new class doesn't figure out from scratch how to, how to get into a university but we can use this kind of common infrastructure for work of accreditations, a network of accreditations. I think that's a great um, So let's open up, does anybody have questions, comments, interest in participating, thoughts on topics? Uh, well, people, our students who are, uh, or the former students who are uh, watching to say to something say about their experience. Their experience, yeah, yeah if they want. Um, so, some, go ahead, uh, anybody? Hi, um, my name is Oye from the South. Yep. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just want to show, um, basically, share my interested in Fab Academy. I actually applied to Fab Academy, um, I believe, two years, um, last year, <laughs> and, but there was no node. So I was just wondering, um, do you have any um, estimate when a node will possibly pop up in the, in the Boston area? Yeah, so um, there's some dropouts from you that your connection isn't very good, um, but I think you should turn it around, and I think um, you should declare, you should declare that the Waltham Fab Lab will become a Fab Academy node. <laughs> and then if you present that to the host group at Waltham, um, I expect they'll be very open to it. 
you know, I, I think you can turn your question into a statement because I think there'd be a lot of demand. This is something happening in other labs where actually people going to the lab saying, I want this to happen, or like um, also Angela really pushing and uh, connecting to other laboratories using her own atelier and then connecting to other laboratories for actually making it happen. Yes, Fabricademy will not come to you. You will bring Fabricademy <laughs> there. It's uh, all a, ma a matter of personal <laughs> efforts, uh, everything in life. <laughs> and... Um, and um, it's we had single nodes this means yeah. that there are people alone uh, following the fabricademy in their places single uh, people that they were attending as a node which also opens this um, circular like uh, self-sufficiency that the fab lab network has that actually these people now are capacitated in order to be instructors for the next year so we yeah. the value is the, the loop is closed, no? Yeah. And, anyway, and again, in, tell me your name in Waltham. Is Oye Batoon. Okay. Um, you're, you're planting a seed in a garden that's full of nutrients and rich soil, meaning that the management of the lab you're in wants to see it grow into this range of programs. So I think you're pushing on an open door if you want to, if you want to drive creating a section there. Yeah, and we are ready to support you with the content, uh, a presentation of the class, if you need any advice on materials and equipment. We, we are helping all the people that contact us to become a node into getting all the information they need to present this to their manager. But it usually really happens like this. So an individual motivated that wants to follow the class uh, they go and look for an institution in Kenosti, and they, and then we we help from there. Uh, we have the same. For instance, we are looking desperately for a node London. in UK. Yeah. In, in the London. UK. So if you are in UK and you want to ask the public, please help us find the lab that wants to ask this, because we have a lot of requests from students that they want to follow the class in London, but we don't have a node there. Okay. Um, a couple. Of, go ahead to say. No, I just wanted to add that often, uh, especially in cases like London, people think like they don't have one local instructor that can follow the whole all the classes. Uh, but you can also assemble many instructors and have one central person coordinating the whole process to actually create a small network of experts within your city or your lab. And also one of our graduates from this year oh, could yeah. join you. This, yeah. this happens for the moment because the skill set that uh, the, also the Fab Academy, but the Textile Academy has, is not a skill set that many people in the world have. Um, a couple comments. The, for something like the Waltham Lab, which is at SolidWorks, what was important is you had some material it looked like not a lot on uh, functional fabrics in structures. There's all this beautiful emerging work on like airplane skins and large tensile structures. Um, you know, uh, I saw some of that, but I think it'd be really interesting to expand just fabric as a structural medium. Which is the textile scaffold exercise. Yeah, um, I, I, I think that that's all, you know, that could grow to become a bigger part of the class. There's so much interesting work going on in that. Um, the only slide you showed I didn't like is um, you showed the 
Fab Academy showed the Fab Lab inventory, the textile inventory, and the bio inventory. And so the distinction I'd really like to make is separate Fab Lab from Fab Academy, meaning Fab Academy is a pretty well-defined curriculum on digital fabrication. Fab Lab is a node in this amazing network. And my hope would be the nodes in the network evolve to be able to do everything we're describing. And so we view the Fab Lab as you know, the merged lab that's a resource spanning these capabilities. And within it, the Fab Academy is digital fabrication. Yeah. But I would keep pushing to sort of how do we want to evolve the definition of Fab Lab to be one of these super community resources without segregating them? Now, the, the meaning of that yeah. is more uh, linked to the fact that we want to, uh, to tell Fab Labs they, they don't need to get a lot of equipment to become a public academy node, but also other institutions which are not publics and they have access to a fablab can still host fabricademy because it's not only about digital fabrication, so you will use digital fabrication tools, but also the kitchen and the pressure cooker. So, right, but I want to go further to say, you know, we continue to have Fab Labs zooming along and lots of sites wanting to become Fab Labs. And we need to keep refreshing the definition of a Fab Lab. <laughs> and I'd like right from the outset to include, you know, the bio and textile tools. We're already doing this a little bit, um, but, but keep refreshing the definition. When somebody says, I want to be a Fab Lab, make a definition that spans all of these. That from the bottom up, there's what's the minimum you need to join but we see a huge number of sites just saying, tell me what to do to become a lab. And I want to coach them to span these capabilities. Yeah. More questions or comments about anything? Anybody? Um, so far, this is all nice. Any tough questions? Any reasons why people feel like they couldn't join? Remember, you have to unmute to talk. Hi, Neil. Uh, Klaus from Spillerhjælderne. Yeah, hi. I believe that the past uh, four weeks, they are all uh, intervened, they are connected. So uh, doing a, a mistake in the, an early week will have an impact on the later week. So maybe uh, I'm, I'm quite hooked up with uh, getting all the weeks working together now. And I think maybe other people are too, if that's what you were asking. Sorry, are you talking about Fab Academy or Textile Academy? I'm not sure what your comment was. So I'm talking about Fab Academy. You asked, I, thought, uh, I, heard, I thought you asked about why uh, reason for low participation. Sorry, I, I'd like to understand your comment, I, but this I was asking specifically about Textile Academy. Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Neil. Okay. My bad. But but no, but but having made the comment, your comment was about learning how to connect the weeks in Fab Academy. Yeah, the past four weeks, I think they've been, uh, for me, they've been quite intense because they are really connected. The interface, the network, and the input and the output, they are interesting, but you also need to grasp all four weeks in order to make uh, something really nice. So I, um, to connect these comments, I was asking about Textile Academy, but what your comment connects to both Fab Academy and Textile Academy is it, both of these domains there's this sort of nonlinear ball of string, which is how you do this. And so like in my head is this nonlinear ball of string and in, 
Anastasia and Fiori and Cecilia's head. And then it comes through this linear, you have to unroll the string through this linear path and then it goes into your head and becomes this ball of string again. And you can't sort of transfer the ball of string in its full form. You have to reel it through this, unroll it and reel it up again. And the unrolling and reeling is confusing. You don't see the whole picture but you have to sort of keep reeling it in and let it reassemble. And in both of these, there's this just really interesting process where it knits together. Um, you know, one of the most important comments about the Fab Academy is when it finishes, it starts. Yeah. But when it's over is when the class really begins. And then over the next few years, you figure out what you just did. And I'm sure you found that's true in Fab Academy. And that yes. it never ends. <laughs> we always talk about this Fab Academy never ends. Yeah. Well, I, 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 yeah, I take the Fab Academy every year. Yeah. We do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted to say, for as a matter of requirements, like for instance, the Fab Academy provides a very good background that allows to do the Fab Academy, to enjoy more the Fab Academy because you already know how to master all the machines. So in the, the order of taking Fab Academy and then Fab Academy, is nice, but I think also the inverse. For some people, maybe the Fabrica, the Fab Academy is work. too much work, too much knowledge to learn from scratch, and the Fab Academy could be a gentle introduction to the things that later you do in the Fab Academy. I think it depends by your background and yeah. uh, your the type of work you have been uh, doing and researching, and it creates different entry points, and they can really add uh, upon each other. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I have a question uh, slash suggestion. Go ahead, Brighton. So I'm in Brighton, by, uh, by the way. It's UK, as, you, as you're saying. The best part of the UK, by the way. <laughs> uh, the sun shines here first and then shines in the rest. <laughs> so uh, I, was in, I was in Complaint Fort, so I know what you're talking about. I was, I was working in Fab Lab Complaint Fort when Adriana had the 15 students. It was amazing, it was lovely. Most of the students were my friends and I finished Fab Academy in 2016, and then I was following Fabric Academy, Fab Academy, and I was helping eventually here and there. I didn't have a lot of time because I was working in the lab. But, so it came to my idea, well, there's a lot of assignments that I would love to take part, but I wouldn't have time to take part in all the assignments. Is there any chance that you somehow modulated that people would just, instead of taking the whole course, just take a, a, a module of it? We, uh, yeah. we have this. We have been actually publishing this also uh, last year, where uh, students could take only one class or uh, a combination of three, if I remember correctly. And also, or, we had the node only retransmitting one class. Uh, for example, uh, Wendy, that she wanted to uh, be part of one class. So we have a different, uh, like, yeah, it's a very flexible actually. There's, of course, I think some classes that uh, go connected. I mean, if you want to take e-textiles two, it's good if you take e-textiles one, otherwise you will have missed uh, quite a lot. Um, but for the other classes, I think they're quite independent. Yeah. And of course, the knowledge of, they are structured in a way where the knowledge builds up, but uh, depending on your background and your knowledge now, you can definitely mm. just take one class or three classes. Or if you want to test all the assignments <laughs> in one week, you can join the bootcamp that we do. 
And we yes. do like in five days, we do basically seven assignments, six assignments. I mean, it's, just, it's the same as Fab Academy. If you want also, you can just follow the exercises by yourself online. So it's a matter of uh, actually understanding the level of involvement, the involvement that you need to have. You know. Well, just want to add about uh, the bootcamp. Um, as we understand that not everybody can come to Milano, um, there is many labs that also follow it uh, online and uh, get all the materials and then connect during the whole week of bootcamp uh, from wherever they are. And so can I present you. Can Sorry, yes. I interrupted. Say it again. Sorry. Uh, can can then can this person then present that week? The end of the week when the assignments are presented. So if you just take a module, of, can you still, can you present in the end? Because a beautiful thing about about it is to actually show your work. You know, it's like the applause applause at the end of a of a concert or something like that. Yes. Yeah, we love it. Okay. Um, here's a question that uh, I was visiting a colleague at MIT who just got a room filling Shimaseki programmable computerized knitting machine yes. kind of used to produce garments in industry over so that's over here over here there's all the like diy open knit make a machine in between there's a space where you know you're i don't think you're wearing clothes you made from scratch um when, when, <laughs> yeah when what fills in the space? This is related to the Fab 2.0 story. There's like textile 2.0. When do we wear clothes we make locally? Well, I think there is machines, especially now we are both waiting and purchasing a knitterate, which is something in between. And this, it is a machine that comes from a Fab. I think Anastasia can tell better about how the development of that happened. But that is, a, I think, 6,000 euros machine. And it's mm. like an industrial knitting machine. Um, but it just position itself halfway. Uh, the thing is that uh, you, this is also tackling a little bit the, our <coughs> class on uh, biofabricating materials and dyes, which actually intends to uh, say that uh, you should not only uh, <coughs> tackle the process, but you should uh, or the, the, like the technique but also the, the raw material, where does the raw material come from? And so we will be talking about having um, a, a green lab where you actually cultivate the cotton and then you have some DIY machinery that you are processing into yarn and then you have uh, home uh, like desktop machinery like the Niterade where you can actually create the garment. And then you have over on the top of it a network of open source patterns where people can actually interchange. Because I would really push you on that goal in that um, Fab Academy is getting very close to the goal of when you finish it, you know enough to make a Fab Lab. The, the machine building, after just a number of years through, we're getting very close to come to the Fab Academy and make a Fab Lab. You know, it'd be great if when you did Fabric Academy, um, when it's done, you don't need to buy clothes anymore. Yeah, but this <laughs> is the idea of having the open source circular fashion catalog. Yeah. This website we shown is yeah. that part that you have the things that you can wear, you have the plans for these things. 
and this is probably the opposite uh, as we are doing no we don't have any plans to build a mobile phone or a washing machine uh, for the fab academy we could we, we could do them because we have the machines but we don't have the plans for the final product and instead we we are starting from the plans for the final product that you can also do with a manual machine but owning like the plans for making a scarf or for making a hat or a face of pair of shoes it's already a beginning of your vision this, this one this one is uh, answering the the personal needs no the the, the in the fab lab like circle of uh, of the different like uh, scales you are in the first scale, the domestic scale, your personal need, but I think the Textile Academy is tackling also the, the, the other scales, like yeah. the, the, from the global network to the business and innovation, from uh, not really only... So yes, I think that as a first step, we can all uh, say that I can make my own clothes, but then there are also other levels that we tackle. Sure. But just as a vignette, there is uh, a funny, embarrassing moment. We had a recitation on mach the machine builders for Fab Academy a, couple, a week or two ago. And during it, um, the point was made, and I was sort of embarrassed that what's behind me and here are all commercial machines, not machines I made. And, you know, that was sort of a sign of personal failing. It, it, it'd be interesting to reach a point where the fact that these came from a store and I don't know where they came from and I didn't participate in them sort of becomes, you know, the anomaly and there's an expectation that I should be invested in the life cycle of what I'm wearing. <laughs> yeah. But there, yeah. I think anyway, academy makes you question all these things. Uh, the way um, many of the classes look at how we are doing things currently and how else we can do them and the mindset with which we teach this is really this explorative mindset of also questioning why because 90% of the time we're not asking ourselves wh whom, why this is made in a certain way and, and why is it not done differently and we are incapable of rethinking the process and at the same time we are like uh, in, if you see it from a business uh, point of view there is like so much speculation on the upcoming wearable market but where are all these people that they know how to make wearables yeah, <laughs> yeah. good I, I think the, the the biggest lesson for me is just just how strong the reaction has been you know m maybe it's a surprise to you also but just just how it's gotten traction has been lovely to see yeah yeah, yeah. we're very happy with this yes <laughs> but we can do better so join as an old <laughs> good so I look forward to seeing the the exhibition and the graduates in um, Toulouse, yeah. and then on to the next cycle of Fabric Academy. Thank Great. you. Thank 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 you. Bye. <laughs>